The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Okay, we're going to move to another item now. We're going to talk about businesses which are struggling to stay in business, particularly those in the services sector, the likes of restaurants, cafes, pubs. We're going to hear a story in a moment from Rebecca Feely, who closed her business down recently. But let's start with Neil MacDonald, the chief executive of ISME. Because one thing we've heard a bit about recently is the amount of debt warehousing with the revenue commissioners, about 1.8 billion euro worth of unpaid taxes, which seems like an enormous amount. But I understand that the average number for most of those who owe money is quite small, is it? It, it is, uh, Matt. It's, it's in the low thousands for many businesses. It's comprised of uh, uncollected PAYE, PRSI, USC and VAT. Um, but their rules on continuing uh, the warehousing are very strict. So if, uh, if you're not tax compliant at all times, in other words, even when you have not been paying your taxes, if you haven't been putting in returns, uh, then, uh, you, you know, your warehousing arrangement is at risk with the revenue. So the debt might be immediately called it in? might be immediately recalled. And, and I've had a case very recently of a small business where, where a, a VAT return was put in late and the revenue presented an immediate demand for €30,000. And could that then be sufficient to persuade that business to close down? I, I think in the case of that business, they're talking about bank finance to cover it. But in a lot of cases, the bank will not consider uh, some of the smaller business especially some of the ones you're going to talk about later, Matt, they wouldn't necessarily call them, consider them good risks for lending. Okay. Uh, so you have this situation, though, that surely the revenue have to make sure that everyone pays their taxes. Everybody else has paid their taxes as due. So why should some businesses be given, haven't been given leeway for the last few years, get more leeway? Why shouldn't they repay the money in May as due? Uh, Absolutely fair point, Matt. And, you know, the ones who, believe it or not, are strictest on that are other small businesses who have paid their taxes. I mean, I've heard that around our council table. You know, we've we've paid our, our taxes, we've paid our VAT. The, these businesses have to fall in line and pay, otherwise they're at a competitive advantage to us. So uh, there's no disagreement um, from us at all in this regard. But... There, there are businesses that have been extremely badly affected during the pandemic. There was a hangover effect where, and you, you've seen the PwC uh, uh, insolvency figures today, which are very much higher in 23 than they were in, in 21 and 22. Um, there were businesses that were entirely shuttered um, uh, during the pandemic, which managed to keep going simply because of government support. And I suppose there's an overhang effect now where some of these who have had warehouse tax liability during the period when they were closed and they are now not able to trade their way through to repaying that but they weren't, they they didn't have an ability to collect that stuff in the first place so they're not, it's unlikely that a lot of them, especially in some hospitality and small construction businesses are going to be able to repay it now Because I've heard some say that they looked to do it and they looked to be able to repay their debts out of profits over the last year and a half or so, except those profits evaporated with higher costs, particularly with electricity and heating. Yeah, cor- correct, Matt. Um, in energy costs, Ireland's the fifth highest in Europe. Uh, our reduced VAT rate, which is the one that applies to hospitality, is 
even at 13, 13.5% is the third highest reduced VAT rate in Europe. Our standard rate at 23% is the sixth highest. Our minimum wage has now overtaken all bar Luxembourg as the second highest in Europe. So businesses have an extremely high uh, fixed and variable cost base in Ireland and they're struggling to pay. Let's bring in Rebecca Feely who owned Kale and Cocoa Vegan Cafe in Stony Batter in Dublin 7 until recently. Rebecca, I understand that you had to close the business before Christmas. Sorry to hear that. Can you explain why you had to take that decision, please? Hiya. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I closed the doors on the 17th of December. That was our last trading day. Um, I think it was like the compounding effect of quite a few things that really led me to that decision. The impact of rising costs was definitely a big one and they're just constantly going up and constantly eating into your margin. But I think the the cost of living and the increased costs also were kind of having an indirect effect in that it changes the availability of staff and the type of staff you can get these days, which kind of adds to the stress of running a business. Um, and then it just was feeling like there was no light at the end of the tunnel at this stage. Like we were looking into 2024, facing even higher costs for minimum wage, PRSI going up, sick days going up. And it just was becoming a little bit relentless. So it's hard to justify like continuing, you know, to put that much effort and hours and take on that much stress when it feels like, you know, you're doing it for very little. Was it worse in the last couple of years since COVID ended? Um, I mean, like revenue-wise, no, but in terms of how tight margins were, yes. And I think it's it's really the like compounding effect of going from COVID where we had a really long period of, you know, very different trading times um, and then going in straight into the effects of the war in the Ukraine and how that increased energy costs. I mean, this year or last year, my energy bills were still double what they were, you know, when I first opened. So that still hasn't really come down at all. And then we had the cost of living and inflation. And it's just like, I think it's just the effect of having all those things one after the other. Even the food supplies that you would have had, were they much more expensive? Yeah. Yeah, costs of everything have gone up because I, I guess with, you know, when energy costs go up, that kind of impacts everything, you know, down the line. So you feel those effects everywhere. And were you able to put up prices or did you find that by putting up prices you lost trade? I think up until, you know, the end of last year, we were able to put up prices and people were pretty understanding. But I think in the last few months, you really started to notice that people, you know, other people were feeling the impacts of the cost of living um, crisis and increased costs everywhere. And you did notice people become a little bit more price sensitive or have people kind of grumble about the price of a coffee going up. Um which is hard because, you know, no one wants to do that. No one's doing it just to line their pockets at this point. We're literally just doing it to survive. Rebecca, I read the piece that there was in one of the newspapers before Christmas about you and some of the small things that struck me was such as the difficulties you would have had with costs about putting a sandwich board out and the requirements by law with the local council in relation to that or also even having to try and request help in asking people to stop taking drugs outside your front door. Yeah, um, I think 
a lot of those things are kind of part and parcel of having a business in the city but that that's where I feel like you know the the government can help businesses in many ways it's not just you know direct financial aid but it's also in reducing the like um hoops you have to jump through or the costs just to exist and the sandwich board is a good example you know you need a license to put a sandwich board outside your cafe and I know you know there are good reasons for regulating that but you have to pay a fee and then the actual process of applying for the license is so archaic and outdated and it takes forever and then if you do get one confiscated you have to pay a fine to release it and then you have to pay storage fees and it just feels like at a time where it's so hard for businesses to survive already, is it really like, is that really where the government or the council should be putting their efforts in, you know, clamping down on sandwich boards? And now what about the antisocial behaviour outside your outside your uh, premises? Yeah, you know, I, I regularly had to go out and, um, you know, tell people to stop shooting up outside my cafe and, you know have the arguments with them and having to like spend an hour on the phone with the council to try and get them to clean up the street you know I'm not going to send my staff out to clean up syringes and things like that so it is like it's the little things like that where you just feel like it's never ending or you feel like it's harder than it should be I, I feel like those are the kind of moments that really you know break your heart as a business owner um, when you're already facing the stress of increasing costs those little things really do add up. When you say things like break your heart and stress, this must have an mm. effect on your state of mind. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I, I think no no one will say running a business is easy and, you know, people do warn you going into that and I don't think anyone expects it to be. Um, but it does, like, it has been a tough few years, I think, for most small business owners and at some point you have to decide is it worth all the stress, you know, when you feel like you're pouring your heart into something and you're not getting a huge amount out of it in return. It's not an isolated case though, Rebecca, because I noticed that you were involved in a WhatsApp group of business owners in similar situations and that grew quite dramatically. Yeah, so um, I have a WhatsApp group. I think there's about 27 of us now and they're um, we're all female cafe and restaurant owners in Dublin and a few around the rest of the country as well. And it's been an amazing support and it kind of started just before COVID. And it's, it's one of the really great things I think about being a small business owner in Ireland is in general, and especially in my industry, people are so helpful and so happy to like help each other out. You just don't have this um, competitiveness at all, which is really, really lovely. But, you know, the sentiment in that group at the moment is just, it's so sad. You know, everyone's so stressed out. Everyone's feeling the burden. And, you know, it's very easy to look at a, a busy cafe or a restaurant and think, oh, they must be doing great and they must be raking it in. But it's just not the case. Um, like being busy just isn't enough at the moment. Will you ever get back into this business, do you think? I don't know. I'm very much an everything ever kind of person. So I don't know how I'll feel, you know, in a few months time or in a year's time. But at the moment, um, I don't feel like I do want to get back into it. 
Uh, Rebecca Feely, yeah. thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, Neil MacDonald, part of this was put in mind, I saw a post over the weekend from Owen English of the Irish Examiner saying, another restaurant gone, the owners of the Tiong Sing Chinese and Asian restaurant, which has been on St. Patrick Street, Cork for 60 years, has announced its closure following final service tomorrow, blaming constantly increasing cost and operating expenses. I could be wrong, that I think might have been the very first Chinese restaurant in Cork City, but these are happening all over the country, aren't they? A lot went before Christmas, a lot decided to trade through Christmas and just haven't reopened for the new year. Um, correct. Uh, um, and I, th- I think the, um, the the repayment date of the of 1st of May for the um, warehouse debt is being seen as certainly in the catering uh, a hospitality industry as a sort of a red flag date for a lot of them. I think a key takeaway from what your conversation with Rebecca there, Matt, is that it's not any one single thing that tips a business over the edge, it's the accumulation of them. And another uh, effect of of the pandemic is the five-day week in office has now gone back to four or three days. So an awful lot of these people are trying to make their custom on a, on a reduction of 20 or 40% of, the, of their um, standard trading. And landlords haven't kept pace. You know, the, um, rents have not followed uh, the market downwards. I think a lot of landlords are in denial about what the premises are worth. Those va- valuations and rents ha- have to get lower. Um, so I, I think we're going to go through a tough period of readjustment in the first half of this year. This listener though says, what about all the small businesses that are doing well? How come no one's talking about the fact that some fail and some thrive? Not all businesses are failing. I know quite a few that are thriving. Absolutely. And more power to them. That's what we want to see. Uh, that's why we're at full employment because those small businesses that make up 99.8% of the businesses in the country um, are employing every live body they can get their hands on at the moment. So um, when, when you hear those businesses that are failing at the moment, it's because they are uh, under extreme pressure and in a very squeezed sector of the economy. All right, we leave it there. Thank you very much, Neil McDonald, Chief Executive of ISME. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.